Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. I fear that the church has forgotten what Christ has done for us. That's why we should do it as often as we think upon Christ. Now, I don't know about you, but I know that there's sometimes it brings tears to my eyes when I think about what God has done for me. Because I deserve death for some of the stuff that I've done in my life. And I'm just talking about when I was a Christian. Because the stuff that I've done, I can't even talk about. I ain't always been a pastor. So praise the Lord. Now, how's everybody doing today? Yes, good morning. You guys, I got a message to give to you. And praise God, I, I just pray that you don't, you don't have nowhere to be today. Because there's a word that I have to give today. I have to give to you. Because I notice that there's this epidemic that's going on, and maybe it's been like this before, but I don't know what it is, but I'm noticing it now even more because of social media and, and everything else, is that people have lost their value. Not saying that you, but there's people that don't know how important they are. Not what everybody else thinks, but what you think about yourself. Because we're running around right now worried about what everybody else thinks. But God tells us who we are. But we're going to talk about this. If you will, turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and 7. And it reads, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not us. But we have, say we have, have. say I have. have. Okay. I have this treasure in this earthen vessel that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Lord, thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you right now. I thank you that ears are going to be open to hear your word, that our hearts are able to receive the engrafted word of God, which will save our souls. I thank you right now for no distractions. But most of all, Lord, I know that you watch after your word to perform it. So I thank you that the word of God, the seed of God, will be planted on good ground. And I thank you, Lord, that we will find our identity in you today. I claim this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Now, I'm trying to wrap my mind up about this whole thing. I'm trying to wrap my mind around this whole scripture. Now, when I have something super expensive, something that's valuable, huh? you guys with me, I don't put it into something weak. But when I have something that's valuable, expensive, something priceless, I want to put it in something that's strong, 
fortified like a safe. Maybe some of you guys have a safe in your house, but you, if put it this way, my wife, and I spent a lot of money on my wife's ring. It's nice. I think it's about two carat diamond. She wears it around, bling, bling, whatever, whatever. But it's priceless to me. Not just because he spent a lot of money on it, but because of what I gave, I gave it to her. So she cherishes it. So when we go places, she doesn't take it with her. She'll put it into a safe place. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I do know, like, if I have cash, I want to make sure that it's secure. But some people, you know what we do? We'll just put things in, like, jacket pockets so nobody will find it. But eventually, a robber or a thief may come and steal it if it isn't secure. But God, but God. In his infinite wisdom and grace has taken something priceless and he put it into something fragile, weak, and broken like us. How many people like uh, ordering Amazon uh, uh, packages? Okay, maybe you don't like to. Who uses Amazon? There you go. There you go. We're in church. Don't lie today. Don't be lying. You guys get those packages, right? And when those packages come, you get excited for that package. You're excited to see the package in the front, in the front of your door, right? When you receive this package in the front of the door, we're excited. We're excited because we know that the package is what you ordered, and what you ordered is valuable. It costs you something. You paid for that package, right? But I want to tell you something today. The contents of this package is what makes it valuable, not the package itself. What do you you mean, Pastor? The box that's out in the front isn't what's valuable. It's what's in the box. You guys like Christmas. You see gifts. You see what we call gifts. But the package isn't the gift. The gift is inside the package. I'm preaching and you ain't even grabbing it. We're so, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Sometimes we tend to focus more on the package than its content. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how beautiful the package is, how strong the package is, how great the package looks. If there's nothing in that package, it's worthless. Worthless. Packages. Running around with packages that are empty. If somebody leaves a package in my front door, I expect there to be something in that package. Especially if I paid for something that was supposed to be put in this package. Maybe you're a Christian and you know where I'm going with this. Back in the day, and I'll say my day, anybody that's over 50, you guys remember when the DVD player came out? You guys remember that? Not the ones that you see now, but like the DVT player. Back then, they were super expensive, right? And I had a friend of mine that got, he went out to the mall. It was like Christmas time. And this dude was sitting selling DVD players out his trunk. So he called me, he goes, hey, man, you want me to pick you up one? I said, nah, man, I'm cool. He said, all right. So he goes ahead, he buys it, he calls me, and I go to his house. Opens up the package. 
brand new box DVD player, brings it to his house, busts it open. This is a true story, y'all. I talked to this dude yesterday. <laughs> Opened it up, and when he looked in it, it was empty. And some of y'all are like, how would it be empty? It's probably, well, it wasn't empty. There was a bunch of trash in it and a half of a brick. You didn't catch the analogy. It really wasn't empty. It did have something in it. It was full of trash. Because somebody took trash and put it in the package with a brick, which is heavy because it makes it feel like it's weight. But when you opened up that package, he found out that the content wasn't what he thought it was. Mmm. He's full of trash. And some of us are like that box. And the reason why a lot of Christians don't know their worth is because they don't know their content. My friend was so focused on the package that he forgot about the content. He was so busy because he looked at the package. The package looked right. It seemed to be right. It weighed the right thing. Even on the package, it had pictures of what is supposed to be on the inside. I wish I had a Hammond B3 organ in here right now. Somebody. Somebody. When we are empty, we feel worthless, so we focus more on beautifying the package so that it will be accepted and nobody will notice how empty we really are. Empty. Have you ever, ever met any gift-wrapped people? Hmm. Gift wrap folks. It, this is what's going on. I, I'm going to talk to some of the young people and some of the young ladies here right now, and even some of us older ladies, because some of the guys, I'm just going to be honest with you, because my wife isn't here. She's my handler, and I'm just going to go ahead. I'm about to go ahead. Let's go. Let's go. Y'all ready? I'm just going to tell y'all something. Empty. We spend more money on what it looks like. We will get, and I'm saying we, but I'm talking about women, get BBLs. Injections in your lips, hips, in other places, fake hair, the package looks great, but at the end of the day, it's still empty on the inside. I'm just trying to tell you something. It's not about the package, but what's the content of that package? We've been duped into thinking that we need to build up this package when we need to be building up the content that's inside the package. Oh my goodness. This is just a side note. Can, can I just be telling you something? I sat there and I watched these guys. You know, I look on Instagram and, and Reels and this guy, what guys are going around and they're doing this, this is for ladies. Listen to me, ladies, because at, see, years ago, they were after, the, the enemy was trying to attack men. 
because that's why pornography and all that stuff started going at the men. Now that they changed the, the state of mind of the men, guess who they're after next? The women. Because now men have this idea of what a woman's supposed to look be look like, so now they got it, and where's the money being funded to? To what men are looking at. And so women want to impress the man. But then I started noticing something. On Instagram, reels, these guys are going around and they're asking women this. Do you think men really like BBLs? Every woman that they interviewed said yes. Then they turned around and asked men. You know what the men said? No. I don't like it because it's fake. It's fake. And most of us, ladies, listen to me, mostly because right now the industry, this is what the industry is showing you, is you want to be something that you're not. You're trying to be like what you see on Instagram. It's not real. It's not reality TV. It's not real. Do you know that God formed you? He, we're fearfully and wonderfully made you the way that you are. Whether you're fat, whether you're skinny, whether you're tall or short, God made you that way. And if people can't accept you for who you are, then you need to get them up out of your life anyway. You need to respect my content. Respect. We're going to go back to Amazon packages. Have you ever received a package? You guys ever get a package from, from Amazon when it gets there? It looks like it's been ran over. The package was towed up. And you're trying to figure out how did it get here? Package all tore up. What's the first thing you do? Well, the problem is you want a refund, but you never check to make sure everything on the inside of the package is all right. Just because the package looks damaged doesn't mean that the content. And once you get in that package, listen to me, when you get into that package and you pull out the content and you're happy because there's everything is good, what do you do with the package? What do you do? What do you do with it? You toss it, right? This is very astonishing, y'all. But this is how we treat ourselves. Looking at ourselves and we think that we're insignificant and we're discarding our value like trash. And we surrender to any person or any situation without hesitation. And I, I mean, as I'm saying this, I'm starting here thinking, and I, I don't want to go put the, 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 court, the cart before the horse, but I just want to say something. When we sit down and we think about this of judge on judgment or when we die, that God isn't looking at the package. Because some of us are going to end up going before the Lord, broken, busted, and disgusted, ran over, beat up, broke down. But God ain't looking at how you look at now. You're just a package. Oh, I wish somebody understood this. When you come in, see, some of us older people understand, but we're coming in, and we don't look like when we were 20, and we're over 50 and 60 years old, and we're, 
barely walking. But God accepts us, not because he's looking at our package, but when he looks at you, he sees his son. You're broke, busted, and disgusted, but he looked inside the package and he saw its content because he has put in this vessel a treasure. Let me help you. I'm going to help you. You guys want help? Say it, say it in Spanish. Ayúdame, pastor. See? Okay. No problema. Let me help you guys out. If you guys are writing notes, here's some signs. Listen, here's some signs that you don't know the treasure that's inside of you. I'm going to put it another way. You don't know your value. These are signs that you don't know your value. You guys ready? Start riding. You ready? Number one, you're underpaid at your job. People are like, wait, well, I'm, everybody want to raise, right? I ain't talking about all y'all. If you, if you consistently go above and beyond your job description, often take on additional responsibilities without complaining, and get paid significantly less than other your, other your other colleagues who may not even perform as well as you do, then guess what? You're underpaid. You don't know your worth. And I'm sure some of those people that I'm talking about right now, this is what you say. You go, mm, uh, I'm just going to keep being faithful. God sees me. I, he does. But he's given you wisdom too. You don't know your value. And we hide behind excuses. When the whole time God was going, leave, get out of here, speak up for yourself. Here's another, here's another one. You always end up, because you don't know your value, you always end up in toxic relationships. I hope y'all write notes. Are you that person? It's like a commercial. Are you that person who stays in toxic relationships, whether romantic, familiar, or friendships, and continues to accept mistreatment or disrespect? If that's you, you don't know your value. Think about it. I just want, that was a say la moment right there. You're like, is my relationship? Do they value me what I bring to this relationship? Hmm. Next, you don't know your value if you deal with, some of you guys don't even know this, imposter syndrome. Mmm, some of y'all are like, what is that? Imposter syndrome. It's when you think you can do things as well as everybody else, but you discount your worth, and then you, don't, you won't do it at all. For instance, you get somebody up here on the worship team that can sing, and she sings really well, and you're sitting there and you're thinking, you know you can sing, but you look at them and go, ooh, I can't sing as well as they do, so I'm just going to not even step forward and do anything. You guys with me on that? Some of you guys don't even realize what I just said. There's so many things in your life that you won't even try to do because you don't think you're good enough to do. 
This is something else that people don't know about. Watch this. When you don't know your value, guess what you suffer with? Low self-esteem. Do you guys know what low self-esteem is? Huh? It's when you don't esteem yourself. It is. Low self-esteem was mean you literally put yourself under everybody else. What you need to do is to look, you don't need everybody to tell you how good you look or whatever. You need to start telling yourself that. Mm, see, the, word, the world wants to put dirt on you all the time. And they want, oh, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Come on, pastor. I need some self-control. You may not know the treasure that's in you when you're a codependent. Oh, what's he talking about? They, codependents rely heavily on others for validation and approval, making it challenging for them to recognize the treasure that's in them. Yes, 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 yes. Now, I, I will say with all these things, but all these things that I just named, I personally am truly amazed on how God chooses to use in people in spite of our flaws and our imperfections. I'm about to encourage you. I don't know about you, but I have some problems that need something, issues that need tissue. Are you with me? But God condescends to use me in spite of me. Do you guys know what condescend means? Does anybody know what condescend means? It means to waive one's privilege or rank or authority to do something. He condescends to use me, a weak vessel. And he waived his right of perfection, waived his right of purification, and waived his right of majesty to use somebody as messed as up as me. You see, you, oh, he's a pastor. He's not. I am messed up, y'all. And see, some of y'all, because you guys don't know me, but I, I, people that are close to me, they know. I got issues. <laughs> But I want to know, is there a few people in here that got issues like me? Somebody that's honest, like, yeah, I got, I got major issues, Pastor. I'm messed up. But I know one thing. I do know one thing, that God is on my side. Come on, y'all. I'm not where I used to be, and I'm not where I should be, but God still uses me. When I look back over my life and I think about what God is doing, I thank God. That I'm not that dude anymore. <laughs> I'm on my way somewhere. So don't judge me. Don't judge me. And I, it doesn't, I don't have to be a prophet to be able to see that, that, that God's working on you too. <laughs> so you guys look at your neighbor and say, I'm a work in progress. So yeah, yeah, you better know. If you don't know about the Lord, I'm trying to help you guys out. See, God will use you when you're messed up. He'll use you when you're confused. He will empower you in the midst of your struggle. If God waited for you to get it all together, he would have never had a chance to use you. But God will use you right where you are, and he will make you in what he wants you to be. Oh, my gosh. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. God placed his treasure inside of you so that we can walk in power and not be powerless. I know some of you right now are saying, Pastor, I don't feel like a treasure. I don't think there's a treasure inside of me. I don't feel worthy. I don't feel valued. 
Well, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you, you told me that because here's some tools that I want to give some of you guys today that are one of those people that are suffering with low self-esteem and, and codependency and things like that. If, if that's just you, maybe it's just a couple of people I'm talking to today. I'm going to give you some tools to help yourself to, to know yourself and be better yourself so you can uh, esteem yourself. I, I, okay. I don't know. Okay. You, got, you guys ready? Here's the first tool. This is one thing that you need to do. Reflect on your strengths. Sometimes you need to take some time and reflect on your skills, talents, and achievement. Consider that you're, you're at um, you're, you, what you've accomplished in your life. Make a list if it helps you visualize your strengths. Listen, everybody's like, well, I'm not good at anything. Yes, you are. You just don't. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe you're good at cleaning. I, I love the fact that people actually are skilled cleaners. Some of you guys don't even realize. Let, let me, okay, listen. Cleaning team, stop cleaning the bathroom. Huh? You're laughing, but guess what? When, when, you're do, when, you're like, when you like to clean, guess what? One day you're like, but I don't do anything. Look and go, wait a minute, I clean really well. Celebrate that. Oh, you guys, man, you guys are. The second thing you can do is to recognize your treasure is this. Identify your values. Do you guys know what values are? Maybe you don't. Think about what's important in your life. Your values can include things like integrity, honesty, compassion. Understanding your core values can help you recognize your worth. Let me help you out with this. If you don't have any values, You'll fall for anything. I don't want to preach on this whole thing because I, I don't have too much time. But you know, a lot of this is what's going on right now. People are looking at somebody's package. And when you see the package, it looks like, oh, because this is what we always say. Ooh, he's got the whole package. Right? You got Comcast. They got like five different packages. Well, you know what ends up happening out of that whole package? There was something in that package that you really didn't want or you didn't need. I don't speak Punjabi. So why do I want the Punjab channel? Maybe, maybe you don't understand that. I only speak a little bit of Tagalog, but I don't want to watch the Filipino channel. We're sitting now asking people because you want stuff so bad and you're looking at a package, but when, when you see the package, make sure that you know your values. And some of your values are like, first of all, I know I don't like you because you don't go to church, so we can't be together. I'm going to get in y'all's business. Well, pastor... Pastor, I believe in Jesus. I, I know he's in Savior. I'm going to start bringing him to church. Run. Run. You can't make nobody a Christian. It's quiet. Jesus is the one that makes somebody a Christian. You ain't going to marry somebody and then go, well, automatically somehow it's like my salvation is now their salvation. It's kind of like some of our kids.
Where was I at? The third thing you can do to identify your treasure is set boundaries. <laughs> you guys recognize that your time, energy, and emotions are valuable. Learn to set some boundaries, you guys, because you're valuable. And sometimes if we don't set up boundaries, people are going to jump your fence. Don't we set up a fence for a reason? It's to keep stuff out. But if we knock down fences, then I'm going to be offended because of the offense. Get that? Did you get that? I build up fences to set up boundaries, but the people want to break down my fences, and then I get offended. Okay, they didn't get it. Set up boundaries. Here's something else. Practice self-compassion. You guys, treat yourselves. Because you know your, your value. You, you got to know your value. You watch this. This is what the scripture says. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy mind, and thy strength. And then love your neighbors as yourself. Some people are too busy loving everybody else and never love themselves. Come on, y'all. Like right now, my wife is loving on herself. Hopefully, she's watching. She's on vacation without me. Y'all pray for your pastor and my son. And Judah and Papa. Okay, next thing. Challenge negative self-talk. Pay attention to your inner dialogue and challenge negative thoughts. You know, the Bible tells you to think upon these things. Things are pure. Things are lovely. Anything of good report. And then the Bible also tells you to cast down every imagination or high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity. So what we end up doing is there's these voices. Listen, you guys, there's voices that are talking to you. Sometimes they're demonic and sometimes they're just you because people say, I hear voices. And the voices sometimes come from in your head and they'll go out of your head. But either way it goes, they're negative. They're never good. But sometimes we got to let the word speak for us. Oh, I'm fearfully, wonderfully made. How marvelous are my works. God, you know my ending from the beginning. You can start talking all these things, just all the scriptures that you can start talking to yourself so that all these negative things will start hitting you. No, 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 no. You combat that with the word of God. Combat those thoughts, those voices, those inner voices with the word of God. Not your words, because your words are powerless. Next, next thing, surround yourself with godly community. I'm not going to go, I don't even want to go deep into that. Surround yourself in a godly community. Church, guys. Church. Church. On today. Next thing, set, or excuse me, seek feedback. This is what people don't, you guys ready? You guys ain't ready. Don't be afraid to ask for feedback from others, whether it's from mentors, supervisors, or trusted friends. Hearing, listen to what I'm saying, positive feedback about your strengths 
You know what I hate is that people say, look, let me critique you. It's like, no, you weren't critiquing me. You were criticizing me. Most people already know about their weaknesses. You don't have to tell me. What we need to do is... What we need to do as children of God is not focus on people's weaknesses. Let's focus on their strength. Let's tell them what they did good, not about what they did bad. That's, it doesn't, yeah, you guys, we're good at telling people about, oh, they didn't do this, they didn't do that. Oh, we're doing that nowadays. Oh, okay. Yes. My gosh. I was going to go, let me talk about this real quick, because I know we only got so much time. Anybody know what RSD is? Anybody ever heard of it? Rejection sensitivity dysphoria. You guys know what that is? Okay, anybody know anybody that always gets upset when you say something to them? Just out of nowhere. You, you say stuff like, oh, you're going to wear those shoes? And you're like, oh, God. <laughs> And you go, well, well, I was just talking about your, your outfit. Right? Hey, babe, how you doing today? Why are you asking me that? What? You ain't getting no... Rejection, sensitivity, dysphoria. A lot of people deal with this and they don't even know. I'm telling you right now, there's people in your life right now that are like, they're like, ooh, they so sensitive. Don't look. Don't to the left. Don't look to the right. Don't even touch them. Don't touch them. Don't even make a noise. Don't even go, mm, 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 mm. Some of us deal with that. And the people that are dealing with that, if you see people that are like that, you got to learn how to deal with them. Because you know why? They're valuable. And you need to make them feel like they're valuable. So if somebody starts, you got to get to the root of that problem. It's not about you. It's about them during that time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did I say something the wrong way? Well, no, you just disarm them. So when you see somebody or if you know somebody like that, I'm just trying to help you guys out. If somebody comes to you and and you say something to them about their fit, like, oh, why are you going to wear those shoes? Like my kids do to me. (laughs) Don't get upset. But when you start yelling, because I don't yell, <laughs> Judah ain't even going to look at me. Right? <laughs> so when they yell, look, this is what you do is disarm them. Oh, you know what? I'm so sorry. Forgive me. You look great. That's what you should say. Man, you look good. You, oh, that's bomb. Man, oh, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, boom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, don't lie. Maybe the shoes didn't go good, but look at something that's not like, mm, oh yeah, mm, yeah. The way you put your lipstick on, so good. Mm, the way you, the way you, I don't put your eyelash. Okay, I'm, 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 my wife ain't here, y'all. Number eight, last thing: celebrate your achievements. Celebrate your achievements. The world nowadays really wants to let you know about all your failures, but sometimes you need to find somebody to celebrate. Call somebody and say, man, guess what? I lost one pound this month. (laughs) Celebrate them. Do you know what that does for somebody's confidence? Shoot. 
Praise God. Look, all this year, I witnessed God working on the saints like never before. I witnessed some things like we leaving last night, just how God, as people are starting to walk and understand their value, I've seen them starting to work. And watch this. In, 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 uh, I just love this for all you guys. In the Bible, it states in 2 Timothy 1.6, it says this, Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of hands. And, and when I look at this, I, I'm, not, I'm trying not to preach here, and, and I actually wrote it in the King, in King James because that's how I'm about to say it anyway. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting and laying on of hands. Does anybody know what a coquito is? Anybody coquito? You know what coquito is? Coquito, coquito is a Puerto Rican drink, and, it, and it's usually during, you know, the holidays and, and not, not with no anointing in it, no anointing in it, but the coquito, we get it, and, and you put it in the refrigerator, and it's, it's got a bunch of ingredients. It's like got coconut in it and, and, and milk, and, and it's just got a bunch of ingredients in it, and shake it. It's good. You just drink it. It's nice. It's like, it's like eggnog, y'all, right? So when they get it and you put it in the refrigerator, if you don't drink it, it sits there for a little while and all the ingredients, all the good stuff begins to settle at the bottom. Are you guys with me on this? Okay, maybe you don't know what Coquito is. Okay, go buy you a a jug, a, a container of orange juice. And when you have orange juice, it looks good. You shake it up and you put it in the refrigerator. But if you don't drink it, if it sits too long... All of a sudden, when you open up the refrigerator, it's watery at the top and all the real orange juice is at the bottom. This is why Paul told Timothy to stir up the gift that's inside of you. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. But Paul says, there's a gift in each and one of you, but it's been sitting and it's settled and now it's time for you to stir it up. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I know, no, okay, now I'm not going there. See, when we begin to serve, you begin to stir up the gift that's inside of you. When you begin to stir that, that gift up that's been sitting for a while, all the things that you allowed to settle in your life begin to break up. See, some of you guys have been settling for bad relationships. You've been settling for the, not the, pay, the bad pay at the job. You've been settling for everything else in your life. But God says, no, 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 no more. No more settling. It's time to shake things up. Come on, y'all. Some of you have a gift, a treasure that's inside of you, and you need to stir it up and understand your worth. This gift that God has placed in you is called the Holy Spirit. But we have this treasure in these earthen vessels. But until we receive this treasure, you're just a whitewashed tomb. Come on up, Tira. A whitewashed tomb. Matthew 23 and 20 through 27 and 28. It says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. For you are like a whitewashed tomb, 
which indeed appears beautifully outwardly. But on the inside, you're full of dead men's bones and all uncleanliness. Even so, you are also outwardly appeared righteous to men, but inside you're full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Don't be that whitewashed tomb. Saints of God, I'm going to tell you something. God has placed a treasure in you. Listen to what I'm telling you. He gave you the gift of the Holy Ghost, but you've been sitting on it too long. And men have come around, men, women, and they keep putting dirt on your gift. Maybe you're, you're hurt from church. Maybe you're hurt from a, a, a somebody that's offended you or anything else, and they keep putting dirt and more dirt and more dirt. And then guess what? We can't even see the evidence of the treasure that's inside of you. Do you realize that the dirt sometimes you got to find the treasure that's inside of you? Well, how do we find that treasure? We got to start digging deep. There's a treasure inside of everybody here today. But we got to move that dust. You know what that is? That dust, that dirt, it's your flesh. Crucify your flesh with all lusts and sins. Follow after Christ so that we may walk in the spirit so that our treasure may come forth. But if you don't have that treasure today, and I'm, I'm not just talking about maybe it's your first time uh, to this church. I'm talking about people that have called themselves Christians. You're walking around like a whitewashed tomb. Whitewashed means it looks good on the outside. It looks good as a package on, on, on Christmas morning. But there comes a day that God's going to come back and he wants to look in your package. And if there's no content, there's no treasure, if there's no Holy Ghost inside of you, you're none of his. He's going to say, depart from me. And I know what you're going to say, but Lord, I've cast out demons in your name. Lord, I, I was at the church all week. Lord, I did this, I did that. I did it all in your name. He says, you are an empty package. You never received my gift called the Holy Spirit. Know your worth. Know your worth. Walk in your worth. Talk to yourself and know yourself that I am a child of God. Amen. Stand to your feet. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to tell you what's in my, my mind, my head right now. Because I said earlier, I talked about that so many people are dealing with identity crisis. An identity crisis because we don't know our value. But in an identity crisis, Christ 
is. When you don't know your Christ crisis that you're in, then Christ is. He is your treasure, your treasure. He is your savior. No longer will you be a slave to man and people pleasing. And today we want to ask for you guys to come up, just those that need it. I want to pray for you to realize and understand the gift that God has placed in you. And I really want to just point this out to the young people. If you're in this place today and you say, you know what, I'm tired of trying to serve two masters. I'm tired of what's going on in my life. I want to live a life that's pleasing to my God. And you know what pleases God? You doing what you were created to be. My second petition is this. If you don't even know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we want to pray with you today. I want to ask you guys to come on up to the altar. We want to pray with you. Third petition is this. Maybe you're out of fellowship with Christ. You're, you might be here today and you're like, I don't even know what this whole thing is about. I thought I was saved. If, you don't, if you're not sure that you're sure that you're sure, let, we want to pray with you guys today. The altars are open.